0: I believe that we win. I believe that God is fighting for us and He has never lost a battle. He will never lose a battle. We are victorious people. Am I the only one that believes it or does somebody else believe? Very quickly, I'll preach fast today, but I'm going to preach what the Lord gave me for our church today, 2 Samuel, chapter 23, and starting in verse 11, this is talking about some of David's mighty men, an old enemy, the Philistines, they're coming in, trying to take ground, gain ground. Come against Israel. This wasn't their first fight with the Philistines. And it's talking about some of the exploits of David, some of David's mighty men in this in this chapter, but chapter 11 talks about Shema. And after him was Shema, the son of Agi. Agi. What is it? Who knows? Jesus does. The Herorite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop, where was a piece of ground full of lentils, just a little pea patch. And the people fled from the Philistines, but Shammah stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. I'm gonna preach for just a few minutes today. Stand and fight. I have a word from the Lord for this church today. Stand and fight. Lift your hands one more time. Lord, I thank you for everything, Lord, that you've done and what you're doing right now. Lord, I pray that you would energize us a little longer to hear from your word, Lord, so that you could seal everything that you've done and everything that you're going to do in this service. Help us, Lord, today. In the name of Jesus, we give you the honor and glory and praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Everybody else. Everybody else fled. Philistines come in. They're trying to gain ground. Everybody else fled from this piece of ground. This is just a, like I said, is a pea patch. Just a, a field, little a little piece of ground full of lentils. Everybody else fled, but there was this one man. Shema. And he watched everybody else flee and run. And, and this is not to put focus on the ones that, that fled and, and, and went somewhere else. Maybe they thought that we can, we can fall back to a different position and, and we'll have a better advantage there. But it's not about them. This is about Shema, who said the Philistines can't have this piece of ground. The Philistines, this, this, just this little patch of lentils right here, the Philistines, if I die trying, I'm defending this piece of ground right here. It's worth something. Let me tell you, like I said, I'm going to move fast today. I'm not going to keep, I know we're tired and I'm not going to keep us. But the enemy of your soul, he wants to take some ground in your life. The enemy would love to gain ground in your life and take control and plant his flag in some spots in your life. And that's the truth. Wants to take your family. The enemy hates a godly family. The enemy hates a marriage. The enemy wants your children, your ministry. Well, come on, somebody. Thought I might have a witness in here today that the enemy tries to steal some things and take some ground sometimes. He wants to steal your peace, wants to steal your hope. He wants you to think that he can take your anointing. But let me just get off on a side note here and, and say that the enemy cannot take your anointing, flies can get into that anointing. And it can can sour it. But the enemy cannot make you not anointed. You understand what I'm saying? We can put the cap on. We can let that anointing not flow anymore. But when God anoints you, you're anointed. And I feel that in the Holy Ghost right, right now to stop right there to somebody who says, I'm not anointed anymore. Because years ago, God poured that oil on my head. But since then, a lot of things have happened. I'm telling you that you're still anointed. The enemy just wants you to think that you can become unanointed. If God anoints you, you're anointed. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm just trying to flow in the Holy Ghost. That you think I'm not anointed anymore because so much has happened between then and now. But I'm telling you, you're anointed of God. And the anointing can break forth again and flow in your life. But the enemy wants to gain that ground in your mind and in your heart and in your soul and make you believe things that aren't true. Pastor talked about it today. He wants you to, he wants to, to uh, create those dragons in your mind. But, you need to hear me right now. The enemy cannot take from you what you will not let go of. Yeah, that's that's so simple. The enemy cannot take from you what you will not let go of. Because he's not stronger than you. And he can't pull it from you. You have to relinquish it, but the enemy can't take it from you as long as you hold on to it. Y'all ain't hearing me? Y'all ain't hearing me? The enemy cannot stop someone who will not stop. Do you understand what I'm saying? The enemy's not stronger than you are, the enemy doesn't have more power than you do. The only way he can take it is for you to give it. But he cannot stop someone who will not stop. Somebody who falls flat on their face and says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And though a good man fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. Because the enemy cannot stop someone who will not stop. Somebody needs to frustrate the enemy and say I might be flat on my face, but I'm standing up again and as long as I keep going. The enemy cannot defeat someone in a fight who will not stop fighting. The enemy can't defeat you in a fight. It doesn't matter what the odds are. He doesn't win the fight if you don't
1: stop fighting.
0: Just lift your hands to the Lord for me. Say, Lord, I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting. Oh, the enemy, your soul, uh, he's looking at some of you right now. Say, God, I thought I had them before service started. But, uh, I'm not so sure anymore. Because it looks like they're getting back up again. Listen to me, why it's important to keep fighting. After David was king, there was some fighting going on. One night, David said, "I'm staying here. y'all go fight, I'm staying here." When David walked out on his balcony one night, saw Bathsheba, David wasn't fighting. And that made room for distraction. And that distraction made room for sin. And you see everything that David had to go through and come through. Because he decided tonight I'm not fighting. I'm staying home. I'm going to tell you, if you'll keep fighting, it doesn't leave so much room for those things to creep into your life. It doesn't leave so much room for tragedy and heartache. I'm not saying it won't be hard fighting sometimes. I'm just saying You can avoid a whole lot if you'll just decide, I'm going to keep fighting. It's just a little side note there. Let's go back to Shema. Why defend this field of lentils? Why? It's It's just a patch of peas. Why stay? Why fight? For this one little patch of ground. Like I said, some of the other ones, it it, it might not have even been that they were afraid. Maybe they just said, we got a better advantage if we fall back, regroup, you know, I don't know. But Shema said, I'm not giving an inch to the enemy. This is not the enemy's ground. This is our ground. So why stay and why fight? I'll tell you, some of you, today you feel like, I'm just going to fall back and I'll regroup somewhere else. I'm going to have to give the enemy this one. I'm going to have to relinquish control of this one because I'm just not winning this fight. The odds are too great. The enemy too many. I'm telling you, there's temptation in some of you today to say, I'm just going to have to step back and regroup and I'll trust God with whatever happens, but but I'm, I'm going to have to let go of this because I just can't. I can't do it. I can't win this fight. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. To stand and fight when the odds are stacked up against you. And all you can see is the Philistines. And I'll tell you why. Why is it worth it to fight for that little patch of ground? Many would say, because it's mine. We sing it, it's mine. Most of us today would say, because it's mine. And the devil can't have it. That's not so much... The answer, there's a lot of things that's mine that I need to let go of. I need to let go of my pride, my sin, my weight, my, my, my unforgiveness, my offense, my hurt. I need to let go of a lot of stuff that's mine. I don't need to hold on to it just because it's mine. It's not because it's mine that I'm going to stay and fight for it. I'm going to stay and fight for it because God gave it to me. There's the mind-blowing revelation, church, and I'll say it again. I'm not fighting for it because it's mine. I'm fighting for it because God is the one who gave it to me. And that's why the enemy wants it so bad. It's because God... Put it into my life. God gave me this promise. God gave me this call. God gave me this family. God gave me this marriage. Come on, somebody. The reason it's worth it to to stand and fight for this little piece of ground is because God gave it to me. And so... Let's go. Somebody needs to say, this is my family, and you can't have them. This is my ministry. You can't have it. God put this call on my life, and I'm not going to relinquish control of it. You can't have my children. You can't have my husband. You can't have my wife. You can't have my family. You you can't have the promise that God gave to me. I wish the devil would come at me. I wish the enemy would come at me because I'm standing and I'm fighting and as long as I'm fighting I can't lose somebody needs to stand up right now and clap your hands and make a little noise for the enemy to hear you're waiting on me to hype you up but you need to let the devil know this ground it belongs to me Because God gave it to me. And that's why I won't stop fighting for it. Yeah, I could retreat. Yeah, I could do something different. But I'm not going to. Because God gave this to me. some things that's yours that you don't have in your hands yet. The Lord told Israel, go take Jericho. I've given it to you. I ain't even seen Jericho yet. Go take Jericho because I've given it to you. The Lord's told us, I'm giving you your city. I'm giving you your schools. I'm giving you those people that you're trying to reach. I'm giving you this revival. I'm giving you this harvest. You ain't seen it yet, but the enemy would love to abort the plan of God and say, before you ever even see it, I'm going to make you give up on it. But somebody needs to say, no, nope, God gave it to me, and that's why I won't stop fighting for it. Somebody needs to make a sound right now and let the enemy know I am not going anywhere. I'm standing on this ground that God gave to me. Shema was standing on promised land ground. This ground don't belong to the enemy. This was promised to me. This was promised to Israel. And if God gave it to me, I'm not giving it up. If God promised it to me, It's worth fighting for, it's worth fighting for, I feel the Holy Ghost right now, I feel the Holy Ghost right now, somebody lift your hands before we go any further. Lift your hands, and you need to speak it and say, I am fighting for this. I am fighting for my home. I am fighting for the promise God gave me. I am fighting for my husband. I am fighting for my wife. I am fighting for my children. I am fighting for the promise of God in my life. I am fighting for the call that God put on my life. I am fighting for the anointing that God put on my life. wants to show you plan B and plan C, there ain't no plan B and plan C. Just a plan that God gave you. If God put it together, if God ordained it, there ain't no plan B. There ain't no plan C. This is my ground because God gave it to me. hallelujah music can come give me about three more minutes oh I feel the Holy Ghost I feel the Holy Ghost speaking right now Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost speaking right now. Your adversary is saying, It's just a little pea patch. It's just a little piece of ground. It ain't worth that much. Fall back. Fall back and regroup somewhere else. Fall back and you can have another plan later on. You need to say no because God gave this to me. God gave this to me. And the devil's got to be crazy if he thinks this something God gave to me. God promised me that I would relinquish control of it just because the odds are stacked. I tell you, the odds are never stacked against the church. It only looks like the odds can be stacked against us. Now listen to me. because I want to give... You hope today to hear me for just another minute. What if I feel the Holy Ghost? What if I have relinquished control? What if I already retreated? What if I already what if I already left the pea patch and gave it to the enemy? What if I've already said, oh, it's too much for me. And that what if I already ran? What if I've already lost it? What if the enemy's already taken control of it? In 1 Samuel 30, it says, It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south. Ziklag, and spent Ziklag, and burned it with fire. He T- took the women captives, and they that were therein. They slew not many, either great or small, but carried them away. Took it. Went on their way, and David and the men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters were taken captives. And David and the people that were with him, they lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. The enemy has taken Ziklag. The enemy's taking our possessions. The enemy's taking our people. These things that God gave into our hands, and the enemy's taking it. And without, long story short, even though it says David was greatly distressed, David got that ephod and put it on. David inquired of the Lord, saying, I know that the city's burned, that the promise has been stolen, we've lost this ground, we've lost this city, but he asked the Lord, shall I pursue after this troop, and shall I overtake them, and he answered him, pursue, the Lord said, pursue. And thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And guess what? They did go after Him. They did pursue Him. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating, drinking, dancing, because all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even into the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. David recovered all that had been stolen. And I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now to someone who's saying, my city's burned. My promise is stolen. I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost right now, and I believe the Lord wants to work in this way today, you can recover all. Do you hear what I'm saying today? This is the Holy Ghost speaking to you, letting you know, I know how bad it's been and what's happened but you if you will pursue you can take back everything that the enemy has stolen from you I'm telling you the Holy Ghost right now what you what the years have stolen from you in a moment in this altar today with a made up mind God will restore everything you will recover everything that you feel like you've lost years of lost peace Years of lost hope. I don't care what it is. David recovered all, and you can recover all. Somebody needs to pick this back up. Some of you today, you got the sword, and you're saying, I'm standing my ground, and I'm not giving up. But some of you today, you need to get off your face out of the weeping and moaning, oh, for the burned city, because the Lord is saying, pursue them, pursue those things, and you need to get up out of the dirt and take your sword back up and say, I'm fixing to recover everything that the enemy took from me. I'm fixing to recover all that the enemy stole from me because the Lord said pursue them and overtake them and without fail you shall recover all does anyone believe that today if you believe it I wish you'd come to these altars you can stand you can kneel whatever you have to do make sure you got a sword in your hand though God spoke a word to us today, church. He's letting you know it's time. It's time. Pursue. Recover all. I gave it to you. And nothing can take it away.
1: I believe you're moving, so I'm not
2: Thank you, G. Just keep fighting. Just keep fighting. You learn a lot from scriptures, how to handle real life situations. I like that. A lot of people think, well, you know, we don't want to avoid some bloodshed. Let's just We'll find us another little piece of ground. We'll plow it up. We'll plant, but but that wouldn't be what God gave you, would it? It wouldn't be that inheritance. And the Bible says God has given us exceeding great and precious promises. Uh, I don't, I don't want to let go of the promises of God because the enemy said, "I'm going to take it from you." He he's always huffing and puffing, but he can't blow your house down. He he ain't got that authority. He don't have that power in your life. So you stand and fight. David ran out before Goliath. I I, I preached one time before. He faced it, he fought it, and he beat it. And that's it, man. Face it, fight it, and beat it. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm thankful for him today. Good word from the Lord today. Thankful for his presence in this house and what he's doing Thank you, Jesus. Let's be here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Since we're we're fasting, let's be praying. So let's be here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock and let's pray. See God do some great things. Hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you today.